I, if I would have gotten swifted away into this thing, I wouldn't. I wouldn't <laughs> have been thinking to myself. Like man, I shouldn't even be here. I'm just here. Bro, I'm just you, here for Brody the experience. Fallen in love, I probably would have fallen in love. Honest, honest to God, hand to, hand, hand to God. Maybe not instantly, but but I could have so I, fast. Right? So okay, fast. okay, chill out. <laughs> so fast. <laughs> just as a pistol that shoots rape. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Dude, I'm already sweating my, I'm already sweating my balls off. Consent revoking <laughs> That's our song. Thank you, Steven. Here we are. Certified copy, 2010. The great Iranian director, Abbas Kirastami, travels to Tuscany for luminous and provocative romance <coughs> in which nothing is as it appears. What seems at first to be a straightforward tale of two people, played by Oscar-winning actress Julia Binoche and opera singer William Chamel, getting to know each other over the course of an afternoon gradually reveals itself as something richer, stranger, trickier. A mind-bending reflection on authenticity in art as well as relationships, both cerebrally and emotionally engaging. Certified copy reminds us that love itself is an enigma. Well, if this movie reminded me of anything, it's that women are yeah. And won't <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. I thought I thought the retard from last week was way more annoying than this week's oh, woman. Fuck. Wait, who are you talking oh, about? Shit. The girl from Breaking the Waves. Dude, how oh, dare no you? No way you just no way you just called. She was no a way. She was a thousand times more annoying than than this woman. That's tough. That's tough to hear. This character, she was bitter. Yes. Dude. She was bitter and pathetic at points, yes, but I don't think she was really ever annoying. No, this is I, so backwards, it's crazy. I legit, and obviously, I legit, well, hold on, I'm joking. Okay. It was not just a okay. bit, guys. I'm, I, not calling I need, the girl, I'm not calling the girl from last week annoying. I'm just saying that if anyone's annoying, it's her. Bess is one million times the woman, uh, what's this woman's name? Do we even know? L, I think. L. L. Let's. Her name, her her name is her never name's, said in the movie. Her name's Julie. Uh... The, the writer is oh, James and, yeah, what is her name? It's L. Oh, her name, no, her name is never given. No, I know, but her name, in the script, it's L. Oh, well, in the I movie think. that I watched. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Okay, okay. I just wanted to say that I did find her extremely annoying towards the middle I was like yet another yet, yet another male W. Obviously, things started to shift towards the towards the <laughs> toward you know, but you know, it ended up being a little bit different. But I feel I was thinking throughout the film, I was like, you know, I feel like a lot of these more niche kind of uh, flicks that we end up watching, where it's I really feel like I'm in a man's world. I'll tell you what, I've never seen a movie fail the uh, the what is it called? Bechdel test. test. So hard. Biggest, oh, this is... biggest fail. I don't... You might have to clarify how funny you're being, because this is not right. What do you mean? This... I agree that this movie feels very male gaze. At but, the beginning, but then... Yeah, there is a big reversal, obviously. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get to the psychological mind-bending elements of this flick. 
But, you know, halfway through the movie, I'm thinking, wait, does this movie hate women or men? And which does it hate more? Mm -hmm. And by the end, I understand that this movie... Wait. Yep. This movie (laughs) hates them both, loves them both. Wait, did you cut out just on our end or... No, I was making a joke. Okay. (laughs) But I felt bad because I realized it's very visual. I, I... I started mouthing the words, audience. Okay. <laughs> and pretending like they couldn't hear me. Okay. So, listen, first of all, listen, where the, first of what all, the fuck is going on? First of all, oh God. <laughs> this movie, in the beginning, I thought, I don't know. I'm not a Kirstami head. I've only, uh, the only other thing I've seen is uh, the big one. Uh, what's it called? Colored pomegranates. No, that's funny though. <laughs> no, um, oh my gosh, what's this big one? I forget. Closer, I, I close forget. up, close up. I forget. Yeah, close up is well. He's All got right. a bunch of big. Where he's got close up, taste of cherry, certified copy. I think those are like the super big ones everyone knows. Anyway, that anyone who's anyone knows. Uh, I've I've seen close up and was totally not uh, interested in it. I I thought it sucked, and then not actually, but I didn't like it. And then this Fuck, one bro. had a tough start, but I'm I'm very much sold on this movie. Although, Wait, it, you had a tough start? This one, dude. I was I was locked. Troy's I was locked so this in. This is Troy's insane episode. No, dude. <laughs> I've got so much to say about. I could. I'm gonna talk circles around you, dumbasses. On this. Yeah. One. Okay. Sure. Yeah. All I can start, say is, start the circle. Then. Start, the, start I, the circle. Brody start and the circle. Gonna, start the circle. Start the dude. Steven is chugging wine unironically. <laughs> yeah, he's Brody. drinking straight from the bottle. Let me tell you. Okay, look. I'll say something more insightful than you could ever dream up I in a thousand years. <laughs> okay. Juliette Binoche won Best Actress for this, and that is an absurd award. In okay. this case. What okay. you think she was bad? I thought she was great. But not that great. Okay, well. What other movies came out in 2010? What other, yeah, what was 2010, the other? 2010 was a great year for film. Okay, name two uh, other great actress performances of 2010 that were at Cannes. Okay, I forget her name, but I'm pretty sure the movie 2012 came out in 2010. Very funny. Which okay. <laughs> Very funny. Can we Very please funny. talk about it? We had, let's say, okay, so it came can we, out. Can we, just, can we just take a fucking second and talk about this movie? Okay. All right. I keep okay. trying Let's just to, fucking. You go, please. First, please. I, we need to bring back first. No, thoughts. no. Not <laughs> that I totally disagree, but 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 they they were ousted. They were systematically done away with. They were holocausted. They were. That's an accurate way yeah. to use the term. Was for <laughs> right as for as for you know for people who were brought up in the American K through twelve schooling system. We were trained to think in terms of the five-body paragraph, the five-paragraph. Okay? That's true. That's and, true. And so, any break from that, I've been conditioned to panic if there is not an introduction. Uh-huh. Bo- a, yeah. a, a set of body yeah. paragraphs containing yeah. the argument, and then a yeah. conclusion. So, yeah. Listen, that's fair and true. Maybe we can uh, introduce by anyway. agreeing on the facts. Anyway, so. Of this case, I've got I've got all. I was facts. roped in to this film from the beginning. Okay, you've got this, you know, James Miller character. He's very suave British man. Okay, you've got, in my opinion, beautiful imagery. 
you know, just the how it looks is nice, so you're not just like wanting to fucking throw your monitor watching this. You're talking okay. about Julia Binoche's character. The first thing that <laughs> the first thing that roped me in was the son character and his sort of you know, very how he was how he was prodding his mom and it was very funny God, to I, see him I hated kind of have the upper hand. Have the upper hand. Yeah, he told he told he totally fucking owned her. <laughs> and um also just she got owned a, she got owned a lot in this movie yeah she's well she's i mean one long but like home. the whole point is she's a wife aka according to the conventional stance she is to be owned mm. uh, okay so nice nice <laughs> you want to talk oh, about God. her character or you want to talk about i kind of want to talk about the plot first because i have to you admit do it. that i was sold on the whole idea of like okay copy you know it's very f or fake right you know there's no we should we should Call care about copy just as much as the original you know they both have value and they're both copies of something whatever some real fucking platonist drivel okay um but so i was i was definitely applying that Framing to the relationship between um, the woman and, you know, James, of like they're doing this kind of like role playing mimicry of a marriage, but then like you start to become convinced of it. Almost yeah. like how when you look at a copy of something, you become like, it doesn't matter that it's a copy, it's, it, it, it you're, you receive it the same way as if it were real but then i don't know we can get into that later i just i just want to say that i was confused for a little bit whether or not because I, I didn't know if i i didn't know if it was one of the things where they're trying to trick you and they're actually are married but like i early on i obviously knew that they weren't but then like it got so oh yeah intense yeah. that you're like Whoa. i i was i was confused momentarily listen this is this is maybe the best case of it is confusing at that time and you know lesser men would give up and say I don't I don't know what the fuck is going on but this movie you have to trust it it wants you to be it knows what it's doing it knows yeah. how you feel yeah the whole time I the, the whole time I was trusting the plan because it was so yeah. much fun to watch trust right? the plan so real I am very it's not every day you see something new. And, you know, we've all seen a million films with dual narratives that are consistent with a single, you know, uh, set of evidence, right? Yeah. Like, oh, it's about this, but also this could be true, and this could be, and there's evidence to read, you know, blah, blah, blah. This might be the first film I've seen that uh, actually just has two different narratives that totally contradict each other. Contradict? Like, yeah, he cannot have been married to her for fifteen years. Oh, that would not make sense. Oh, and that and, and that, that way. also, and they can't not be married. Like they are actually both, especially split down the middle. Like there's a bit of a transition period, but essentially, the, right? There's the sharp shift in the cafe with the coffee and the misunderstanding mm -hmm. with the the worker. But like it shifts into a different language. thing. They it shifts into a different language. language. It shifts into a whole. But I'm just saying. I don't think I've seen a film that actually uh, 
Right, because you can imagine this, like it being made so carefully so as to like be confusing as to whether or not they're role-playing or they actually are married and all this stuff. And that both are possible. It is not possible in this film. Yeah. They are not married. Yeah, they for, are strangers in the beginning. They are married in the end. For right. a moment, for a moment. I agree. But go on. For a moment, I, just, I was going to say it really quick. For a moment, I thought he was 5D-ing her and maybe this is some sort of like... Uh, right. Like, well, that's part of the that's part of the confusion. Yeah, you I don't thought because like playing into her. Yeah, like weird delusions. Yeah, and I thought he was five Ding her at first, you know, and just like going going crazy with it. But then clearly over time it became more. Because he goes from like hyper rational, like like artist man, to like he is as he has like as much emotional dysfunction, or like that you know there. He changes. His character changes. Mm -hmm. We do, yeah. We do need to talk about territory. it. There is a bunch of stuff. He freaks out about the wine. <laughs> I just want to quickly, just to quickly clarify one thing. I don't think it just changes, but rather, well, like from the first view POV, right? It changes, but uh, like it's appropriate to think of both sections as being both things, not just. Not just the second section as like this duality, but the, the first one as well. But on the first viewing, obviously, the first section makes perfect sense. And then it starts to become both. But I think it's probably okay to think about it as both. both anyway, anyway, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I was completely confused, but happily confused on my viewing, my first viewing. I literally, just so, to make sure I wasn't being psyoped, I looked up things about the film after I watched it the first time. And I was like, did did just did I fuck up somewhere? Did I miss some extremely pivotal thing? What was what the fuck happened? Just some you know, extreme I, last After judgment. I finished but, I rewinded to the scene with the sun. Cause I was like, I'm pretty sure he said like, Oh, you want to fall in love with that James guy and like it I just made sure that there wasn't a uh, yeah right it, it it it's not possible for them to have been married yeah yeah i i, I, I have never googled anything uh, about anything troy's uh, never used google what was i gonna say google does he know my daily endeavor is to try to get him to google search something because i own stock and alpha <laughs> i'm the holdout i get offers you know, like when you have like a property, they want to buy it, maybe build them all. Do you know that? Do you know that movie from two thousand eight? I think it's called like Election or something with Kevin Costner, where like uh, the election comes down to his vote, like the presidential. Election oh yeah, it's called Swing Vote, and I've seen comes it. down to his vote, and like they follow him around and they try. It's to so awesome, dude! That movie is so yeah. insane. But that's like you, but with like search engines. Yeah. Google's so I wanna, I wanna, I have some, I took some notes. Okay. Swing Vote. I yes. took I took some notes. Jacob, I love that. We're going to we're going to we're going to say yay or nay to to these ideas that I've written down. Okay. Love this. Uh, yeah. Um. Or maybe we'll just go to the first one. I'm just going to read what I wrote because I was just kind of schizo writing the whole time, thinking I'm, I could probably use this somehow. So we're going to see where this goes. Um, ideas become acceptable when you uh, try or ideas become. What the hell did I write, dude? Cut that. Where's my this where's idea my timestamp? Unacceptable. Right. Yeah. This idea is unacceptable. Right. And it's because he's trying to convince them. Also, I 
Wait, wait, no, I had a better one. What the fuck is going on? Wait, wait no, I had, I, I had a better one. I had a better one. I don't know. This pod, this, I'm so derailed by this podcast right now. What, I know. what was the... You what, also what, what were you I saying? was excited by this. What were you saying? We're going to hold that just a bit longer. Uh, Birdie's asking if you agree with the phone. No, 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 no. So I was just, oh, okay. I was just, I, I got a different one. Okay. I like the premise. I like the premise. <laughs> I got a different one. Um, so uh, philosophical ideas are different than, than when we interact with them uh, and they're written down versus living them out in real life. That was her, that was her claim, Julia Pinoche's claim. And he goes and he says, no doubt, no doubt. When he keeps saying no doubt, right? Do you, does everybody recall this moment? No doubt. When he... No uh, doubt. Yeah. And I found that one to be, you know, rather interesting considering how things ended up proceeding because the whole time he's ultra kind of uh, analytical man, you know, he's just sort of explaining things very, very coldly, you know, through just his ideas. And she gets all pissed off. You know, she's like, what the fuck? Like, like this just isn't how it literally go like this isn't how things actually work like your fucking son is outside in the rain you just want him to come inside like don't give me all this hoopla about like oh we're all, like isn't he right though that we all are gonna die he's like he's she's angry she says fuck you right and yeah and she and while she is ultimately annoying and i think wrong about a lot of her comebacks most of the time this one this one resonated with me right sometimes yeah. sometimes i don't I, understand this whole she was annoying thing so we'll, well, we'll, we'll we'll get into that in a second. But the I was but, like I can save her. But 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 it's, <laughs> but it's but it is interesting because the ideas that he portrays of the um uh like it being a copy and clearly you know he then becomes a copy and then it's like well what is what is truly the difference of a replica right then it, th this idea that he's been writing about in, in these books, it does end up playing itself out in reality, which I think is, uh, you know, and say yay or nay to the to my to my claim, which is what I'm meandering towards, which is that all good ideas will play itself out in real life, and that's what that's a hallmark for uh, like a really really good call it philosophical for lack of a better word idea because it you see it so strongly in your lived experience day to day okay moving it's on a tough yay on or nay situation. Hand, I, love this, uh, I don't i don't believe in electrons so on one hand you're based on the other i don't know if i'm ready to do away with all the fun mumbo jumbo philosophies of impracticality mm-hmm but I, I like. Love, I, well, I, I, I don't. Brody thoughts section. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. I, I don't. I don't think it's. I mean, I enjoy what the the distinction tries to accomplish, but I think it like there just isn't such a clear cut divide between either of them. I think the reason, like, there is just some sort of like relationship between the, uh, not in terms of like a complementarity where it's like you have a yin yang, you have the the embodied philosophy of how you operate and then you have this high concept philosophy that has no like obvious bearing in material reality mm -hmm. i think that these these aren't just the yin and yang two different kinds of things i think that they are necessarily like related to each other and that one only like you like it might be you, you know for instance we have a uh, julia binoche's character going like 
oh my god, you don't get how it actually is in reality, yada yada yada. And she is relatively based in saying that. Of course, she's a, like she's conveying in a relatively hysterical way. But in terms of just the raw fact of the matter, yeah, it's kind of based. But he's totally right, too. And not only that, his rightness in terms of saying, like, oh, the, the uh, you know, the, the kids are, like, the reason we like kids is yada yada. Absolutely true. The, like, but, you know, but, like, he's, but it's, like, it's just divorced from it slightly. It's just a different experience. It's a different embodied reality he's in. Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't have the kids. Both are p- present in reality or have some sort of, like, real bearing or something like that. It's just her reality is different than his. Mm-hmm. Like, just totally different subjective moments or something like that. And, yeah, I mean, I, like, if you, like if Juliette Binoche's character was in a calmer mindset or, like, maybe her kids had grown up, you know, then she could recognize this as being ultimately true. But she's just, she, like, I, I don't see the divide between them, really. Yeah, I want to just support that. I don't agree with the paradigm of, like, him is, like, He's too lofty in the clouds and practical, and she is super on the ground, whatever. Like, they both have, they're both very much in the world, and they're both reflecting their ideas, I think. And she, uh, you know, I mean, in in, in some ways, she's way more in the clouds than he is. That is true. That is true. Yep. That is true. And and it is, and, you know, in, in terms of being annoying to Jacob saying he doesn't understand it, the frequency at which she is shutting him down when he's like going off like why the fuck did you invite this guy out for fucking to drive around and drink coffee and stuff when he just wrote this book like this this is his thing this is you know like what it but and then obviously like maybe not so obviously but uh which which she, she doesn't want all that well all she really wants is the hand on the shoulder just to be there and uh i don't know how i feel about well I think she. I think she. I think she wants the fantasy of marriage. Yeah, like yeah. she wants marriage. She wants compassion. She wants marriage. She doesn't just like want a single night of tenderness. Of course, that's like something she would. She'd prefer that. She wants tenderness or the touch or whatever. Mm-hmm. But she's engaging in all of this as a means of interacting with the fantasy, right? Like mm-hmm. the fantasy of marriage. Yeah. I think the hand so, on the shoulder yeah. thing was more what. Because they were they were arguing about the significance of the statue, right? And in the statue, like the woman is resting her head on the man's shoulders. They're kind of this... arguing about it, and then the the older guy comes up. He gives his fatherly advice, you know. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was more of a way of resolving that whole. The statue is very very important. Disagree. The statue is everything here, and I forgot to mention at the front, but just you know, I'm married, and. Spent some time in Florence, so you know, you're the most qualified here. Think twice think before you count. For the for the, for the for the statue thing, I've also thing, been to Florence. For the statue thing, this leads me into my a, family's from Florence. Wait, I'm about to talk about the statue. I got oh, nothing about the statue. well, okay. I have a, I have a I have a thing. You're not allowed to talk. I have about a, I have a tangential Listen. note about the statue that we can mm-hmm. say yay or nay to, but we'll Troy go ahead. Listen, the statue, like many other things in this film, are quite central. Right, I agree. She is obsessed. With this vision of marriage, with the fantasy of marriage, she wants to live out the marriage narrative. She wants, what she doesn't realize is maybe good advice from the cafe worker, that when you get to my age, you learn to appreciate that what your husband does for you is make you a married woman. Yeah. She wants this statue to be her life. What is the statue? It's some man who has become a beast of burden, essentially, 
to protect immortalized. Him. Well, no, immortalized. he's immortalized in the statue. Well, this I mean, he's immortalized, no, no, immortalized through his care for her. Care for her. Go on. You no, know, but the but the I'm saying like the subject of the statue is some male character who has become who has lowered himself in some way from being an independent man to becoming uh, a beast whose purpose is to serve and protect the woman. But you, and she loves right. him. You, and you're this, just saying lowered, but he, but it's immortalized for it, is the, is the literal word she uses. But yeah. No, no. She's describing... She's saying he did X, and for it he was immortalized through this statue. No, I'm I saying, think I think it's a more transcendent thing than just the statue. But yeah, I, I oh, agree, you think I in the story he was made immortal? No, no. I mean, like as 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 a, a rising from just an activity to a transcendent. Immortalized is like here, just like he's. You're saying he's lowered into a beast of burden, but in her mind, she's conceiving no. it of a, as being raised a transcendent level of immortalization because this is like the the ideal like the there's a miscommunication i believe it. you're talking about the statue i'm talking about my understanding of what story the statue is representing like they are two characters from a story that have been made into a statue like if i'm you know what i'm saying yeah i get it i'm talking about what i'm talking about juliette binoche's subjectivity in relation to it yes that's what i'm talking about okay yeah but the statue all right Okay. Anyway, this I think is moderately central in that the man often feels. Uh, what, what's his name? James. 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 Maybe. James is to a good. It is James. James, James is to a good degree right. Like I speak my language. My family. My family speaks theirs. I. You know. He does the work. He does the thing. He like. He's very independent. Right. Two people can't just hang on each other. You know. You have to. Blah 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 blah. So. I think he's very averse to the vision of the statue where he's like, you know, what you're asking me to do by compromising is to like, you know, she wants some guy who's going to, you know, denounce his independence in penis. service of her, denounce his penis. And uh, anyway, I just think that's like uh, important. Yeah. We, 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 men, we men can't just hang out all the time with our with our women. We got to play golf sometimes. We got to go to we work. We do have to play golf. They want go. us to just carry them around so they can rest their head on our shoulder and feel good. Yeah. Uh -huh. And like this is ultimately when, yeah, go ahead. I'm saying I also like the sequence immediately preceding this with the golden tree that like is represents the promise of marriage and everything. And you have him, he's like refusing to go in to take a picture with this other married couple, right? And he seems, um, yeah, he's, he's, uh, He's having his doubts and everything. But I, I like how when he ends up going in and then there's the other couple that's like gets moves up their spot in line. Oh, and, she the, and the girl who's like she put fake tears in her eyes and she's like sitting there trembling mm -hmm. in anticipation of like taking this picture. And I think that well obviously it, it has it has to do with this theme that we're talking about is is to to the woman here, they just want this they just want this, they have this romanticized view of marriage and like the promise and like, and like all the things that that means. And like, they're just so excited for it, you know? And it's so much about the picture. Uh, and yeah. it's, well, nothing's changed fellas, but <laughs> Instagram, 
the 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 but yeah and and the fact that again like you have all these people who are cycling through this room taking the same picture over and over again you know it's a copy of a copy each one is a copy of this original idea or like yeah tradition or some form of copying and also the tree right it's about luck like there's some like baked into this idea of marriage for these people is like uh like you know if we yeah, do it luck, under, like, like it's it's luck it's so immaterial it's so fantastical well, and a way to not really hold any have any accountability right it's like eschewing the agency or like the the fact that a marriage is this relationship and you have to be i don't know attentive or something um but like instead yeah you're saying it's like they're making it a luck thing. So, I also like what the, uh, just real quick, what, when James, when they're walking away from the tree thing, the scene, and James, he makes some comment about how the flower is like a promise, and then you have the fruit. Mm. Um, oh, Garden of Leaflessness? Who, yeah, who dare that, say it's not beautiful? Yeah, that whole scene. So true. Um, another thing that I really liked in my notes here, so, uh, remember in the car, they're like talking about Andy Warhol, Coca-Cola. You put it in mm-hmm. a museum, now it's not Coca-Cola, now it becomes art, right? And uh, she has a really annoying comeback, which I think she said a few times, which was, well, you know, he can do that because his name's Andy Warhol, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, I, I th- think that's pretty wrong, um, you know? But uh, I don't know, I, I don't I understand know if it's totally coming wrong. From. I it's it's I understand yeah. where she's coming from. I think it's and it I th- makes sense. I think it's I think it's so I think it's so not wrong enough that it should be examined as being as not of whether it's a right or wrong statement, but more like you examining it with respect to the other you know, like we mentioned earlier, she she's not just worldly and she's not just fantasy. She is very much a combo of both. Mm-hmm. So anytime there's a statement made like this, um where like the intuition might be like she's saying something a little her her comebacks a little bit whatever i think it's important to think about it with respect to there's never a clear-cut space for her to just be hysterical or Mm -hmm. just be existing in fantasy or just be existing in hysterical reactionary stuff she's always in this mediated territory it's a feminine territory traditional feminine or something like that Mm -hmm. but it is very much a mediated thing um, I don't know, whatever. But what were you going to say about the... So, the, about the so it was... Um, and then eventually, and this is when they're at the actual uh, statue, uh, he makes a point, and it's something along the lines of what I've written, which is art itself is a reproduction of the original, right? Art, oh, yeah. even the like first painting... Lisa. Yeah, even the first painting isn't the original. So even to make art itself is to make a copy and then through the copy is where the shift in perspective changes okay so it's am i am i being tracked here yeah i'm tracking but i think the film disagrees with you uh why is that because i think that the well like you're saying, right, the, the the real original is the thing in real life, and then the art 
is the copy of that. And then there's the perception of that copy, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, but it, and it's it's like the 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 creation of art itself is a uh, a perspective changing event, right? I yeah, I think I think based on not a ton of evidence, but I think the film would disagree with his. I think you're right that that's his take. I think and that, uh, but I think the film thinks it's more translational. And I think it's notable that when there, when when she's when she gets him to that painting she wants to show him, mm -hmm. uh, and the guy is some tour guide's explaining, and he says, "I don't understand what he's saying," and then she translates for him, and there's a clear disconnect. But like, we're uh, we're drawn, our attention is drawn significantly to this translational effort, in which uh, I think we strongly sense that something is not being communicated correctly. Mm -hmm. Or at least I, I would definitely agree that the art of like creating art is not a copying activity, but a translating activity. Okay. That's because no one would say, you know, this movie that makes sense. Is it's not a cop. It's know? not a copy. Uh, it is uh, translation. That's fair enough. But, um, yeah, I think translation though. So you're not saying that's necessary. Are you necessary? You're just, are you making that claim? Or are you saying that the movie is arguing towards that necessarily? Uh, I think I'm just saying I think the movie has something for sure to say about translation yeah. in relation yeah. to copying and like we see lots yeah. of different language things going on but also yeah. I am also personally much closer to thinking that a creative act like making an art piece of art is closer to translation than it is to copying even though copying is of course the goal of all translation I mean not technically copying but copying I get, I get in a different saying. language right it's, I, yeah, I'll say something after Jacob. Let's get let's get real here. Art is about representation, representation. Okay. You know, art, you know, art is not, called. You know, you know where the word comes from, right? It means artificial. It's the artificial well, version of what's actually out there. <laughs> well, it, that just means that it's been created, not like. And you know what language is also about? Representation. But you know, Schoenberg representation. Schoenberg said, "One paints a painting, not what it represents." So true, um, and that's exactly what Adorno's line of thought is. And yeah. I have to say, I agree, and I see art in the artifice level of artificial. So art, not our connotation of artificial, but like artificing, like creation. And I think of it as being just a generative act. You are creating a brand new thing. I know, Troy, I think that's, I think you would share that sentiment because you would say that the translation, you're saying that there's, I think you're imbuing translation with, I think you are in a good way, imbuing it with more generative uh, goals and potentials than like what maybe like a comp, like the average person might. Because I think a lot of people think of translation as being a copy device. But yeah. ultimately, when you're saying translating reality, to art or something like that, translating a representation into art or whatever, that this translative, translational quality is, you're saying it's necessarily a creative thing and a, new things are being made. Would you say that or no? Quick question. Are you maybe unknowingly making a bunch of noise doing what you're doing in your chair? I don't think it's my chair, but it could be. Uh, well, no, I'm not hearing it. I'm just seeing it. No, that no, it, my chair okay. is nothing. The, the so, neighbor, dude. 
But there's so I, there, I can't I can't hear shit. The neighbors are so loud. I can't believe you guys can't hear it. They're oh, so I can't hear anything. Loud. It sounds quiet there. It's coming through the mic. It's all over Audacity. It's okay, terrible. Okay, so but. I think um, I don't think we should or can go down the deep hole on you know what is art, but sure. Uh, I think it you know basically I think it depends. But I agree with everything you're saying, right? Like for example, I think to make to be a non-idiot today and make art you know you're almost certainly doing much more of a right you're, you're you're painting a painting not painting reality um i think like there has historically been right like it's it's hard to right in general i would agree right i'll look at a painting from you know renaissance and say well whether the artist knew it or not, he was painting a painting, not painting reality. But the artist would generally disagree. I mean, yeah, assuming sure. it was a real subject, right? But and like this is all, well, right? Like, I, yes, Can impressionism I and all this stuff is like where shit starts to go crazy. But so I just think uh, when like when we talk about reality, or we talk about more broadly as the real or something like that. But re- not we not even the Lacan not the real thing. Yeah, yeah, not the real. But when when we just talk about reality, though, I I tend to without a without a comprehensive argument or extreme understanding of the whole field or whatever, just that no 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 I'm just trying to say that in my mind you are painting reality, but only insofar as reality is generative, like or rather the 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 process of making art is a generative generative act whose goal is never to actually capture a thing that exists in some sort of present reality your goal is to create more reality literally in a generative space and you're going to use through lines or components that are you know common across like say subjectivity or common across the material properties of the world you're going to use lighting you're going to use you're going to use material and metaphysical properties that exist in some capacity but you're also going to be generating new yeah. combinations and more you're generating more yes um, i agree yeah. you're a surplus you're generating you're ge- a surplus a surplus you're, 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 you're without getting all crazy technical yes okay like yeah. i mean uh, you know i don't know you know surplus versus distinct and new or un, unrelated to whatever was actually there something like this but yeah for sure although it is interesting maybe to you know a lot of a lot of photography in this in this movie we were talking about, I don't know, I'm trying to bring it back to, like, notably at the time of Impressionism, cameras were also just getting developed. And so, like, well, Impressionism was all a big deal because it was, like, no longer trying to paint what's out there, but paint the way one, the artist sees it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, cameras were starting to really change shit for the way people saw painting and all this stuff because then they could capture the thing itself or whatever. Yeah. And, uh you know, why are these broads so interested in these photos of their wedding day? You know, they think it's going to capture it. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just no, trying to bring it right. back. I'm just trying to bring yeah, it back. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I listen, think, I, movie. Yeah, but I, I think I think the answer is they don't. They don't think that it's going to capture it. Instead, their goal isn't just to capture the moment. Their goal is to create a new... Their goal is to create a fantasy moment that yeah. is, like, beyond the present reality, you know? And so true. They're, cur- they're curating this... Because that's like that's it's like just a creation of art in a sense, you know. You're talking about Instagram stuff, right? No, because well, I mean, in some cases, maybe curating yeah. a moment of super reality. Yeah, sure. Don't I mean, it applies to that. Too. This is something spot on, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's certainly um, related. Yeah. 
No, it's really. It's definitely related. It's undoubtedly related. Started. Listen, this. I have another disclaimer, but this one's a bad one. This one speaks to my. I want to say incredibility, which of course I am, but my lack of credibility would be better. I did watch this movie with my lovely wife, okay. which is a crime against God to watch a movie with someone else. Uh, to audience at home, you take that to heart. What about, always parallel, watching what about parallel play? Parallel play is permissible so long as there's no point of contact between you and the parallel player. Okay. But aren't you always aren't you always watching it with someone else? No, like, just there's me, no way of, outside of that. No, you're watching it with God. You're watching it with yes. You know, it's between you know, this. Is, no, perfect. everything. It should be between yeah. you and God, and and you, God, okay, and the so film. not yourself. Those are the three people present. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I don't know. I feel like we're. I don't know if I don't know if we're jumping the shark, but you know, there's obviously big shit about copy art, all this stuff, blah blah blah. Yeah. But that feels way less penetratable penetrable than the gender commentary that's going on intensely at all times yeah there yeah there is there is pretty major gender i didn't run well yeah i think it's that's funny what i'm how... taking away and my wife and i argued for actually a few hours about that's all awesome. different stuff it was awesome wait really that's yeah it was so sick dude that's that rocks i'm trying to think now because i think we talked about all this different shit Although you you're she, right? she did fall asleep at the end, <laughs> she did fall asleep near the end. Then, yeah, awesome. then it is. Then she all awesome. all things that she said needs to go to the that garbage. Means she understood the film more. Fruit, because, fruit of the poisonous tree. Uh, <laughs> she understood it so well. She was worried. Yeah. Um, I like how it does. It doesn't just present him as like cold, masculine, rational. You know what I mean. I like how it sort of gives him that freak out at dinner. You know what I mean? Why does he freak out? Can I quickly just summate? They have, they're having this fight. He's getting more upset. She says that she loves this. She loves the stand. I'm just, because I think it's super yeah. important and I am confused about why he gets so upset. So just I a quick, can relate to it 100%. Quick chain of events leading up to it is right there at the statue. She says she loves it because she lays her head on his thing. He says, that's so fucked up. You know, that if you saying that makes me hate everything, hate you, hate art, hate the world, blah, blah, blah. She tries to get them, blah, 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 blah. We, we all know what happens. Then fatherly guy really goes out of limb, says, look, I don't know what is going on in your life. And which, by the way, we only really see two other functioning couples in the film. And this is one of them. The other one is the elderly couple we just see walking. But I mean, still important. But anyway, this couple... He says, look, let me give you advice, young man. I don't know what's going on, but your broad is clearly upset. Let me give you a little advice. Put your hand on her shoulder and all your problems will go away. Right? This is pretty wild to tell a stranger. I felt bad. James hits him with a, uh, yeah, thanks. We got to go to dinner. But then immediately does it. Juliet, or they sit down. He's immediately quite rude to the waiter. Nothing takes place really between him putting his hand on her shoulder and him being very rude to the waiter and insistent they get some wine. When the wine arrives, cut to Julie, Julie goes to the bathroom, applies lipstick and earrings, fruffs her hair, fruffs her hair up, so she's all excited, goes back, he sees this, can't bear to look at her, it's so painful, and then uh, the full-blown freak out. 
I think but he seems to... super fucking razzed by the waiter even before the the Juliet. Yeah. You know, otherwise I think it's because of her and doing her makeup. I think I think what it is is that scene is the start of him assuming the husband role, right? Yeah. And so you have a bit of a narrative swap going on where the movie is is shedding his all the other attributes that he's shown from here on from from this from from the start to, to now and they're now sorting him into a new he's now has new attributes he's being sorted into a new character okay yeah well, and uh it also there needs to be narratively speaking there has to be a um there has to be their marriage has to be kind of dysfunctional right for uh-huh. this narrative to kind of work and the, way the movie wants to show and us. also and i think the best way to do that and this listen i'm committing a crime okay <laughs> is is she's, ob- <laughs> she's obviously she's obviously been kind of crazy from the start of the film okay so it wouldn't make sense to double down on her being crazy right so they got to make him a little crazy too and just to put the cherry <laughs> on top takes two to tango just put the, to put the chair on top. Put setting all the things I just said aside. Um, I don't think his like how he's acting seems pretty far. Like that how he's yeah, acting true. makes makes sense to me for like a husband, like a husband in a kind of it's re- relatable. You know, he's he's frustrated with her, and she, you know, she's. Yeah. He's very Stephen yeah. So I, uh, I actually, like, like, it actually, it's on. funny. It's funny that you say that. I, I was thinking. I thought of. Steven. I was thinking that a lot. I thought of Stephen throughout the movie, like I, being so I mean, annoyed, this, getting taken on this me. journey by this. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. This movie's literally me. I'm yeah. thinking that the whole time I'm watching anyway. it. <laughs> well, I think Please, no, I, I think the real point. So let's let's put the let's set the jokes aside Dude, for a second. Her putting the makeup <laughs> on. Brody's got to say something, bro. Oh, sorry. Wait, Brody, hold on. Brody is on. The <laughs> and then I gotta say something. Brody, <laughs> Brody, put the rope Finish. down. Put the rope down. Is that it's so you know his behavior is so relatable because we've all been there. Okay. Yeah. So so, so um, a few things. The when he when he gets the advice of like just put her hand on her on her shoulder. In a, in a sense, and I don't feel super strongly about this point, is like he's just the he's just telling you like, hey, just just pretend, just do the just you know because he's not saying you gotta love her, you gotta do anything, right? He's giving her a simple action, you know, which right. is uh, he's giving him a simple action, right? Which James is just is which is which is just 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 do the thing, you know, just pretend, just she's gonna like it, you know, just engage yeah. in her inner fantasy, fuck it, right? Yeah, and then so then she goes and then she's stoked, right? She's like, "Oh hell yeah, this is happening!" You know, it's like I'm gonna go and do my makeup, like I'm all happy, you know. And then when she comes back, he's he's pissed because, and he's he is pretending in the marriage, but he's upset at the way at at her fantasy of what she believes a marriage is, right? Even though he's engaging in the fantasy of them even being married in the first place, which provides all these like convoluted like what the fuck right things but so he's he is no, i'm going next oh my no 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 no, no. <laughs> he's he's engaged he's, i am next he is he is angry that about the like the fact that she's engaged in so much like fantasy and not being reasonable about like what a marriage actually is he's like god damn it i'm fucking tired 
you know? Like, what do you yeah. want me to do? Like, just have this ultimate, like, loving thing. Like, I'm out doing this stuff, right? I come home. I'm tired as fuck. Like, for the love of God, let me sleep. Like, haven't you ever been tired? I know you've been tired before you fell asleep on the damn road, you know? And so, like, while he is kind of being schizo and angry, you know, and not explaining himself in a very calm and rational manner as he has been throughout the, the rest of the flick, but I can't help but to feel for the guy in spite of the fact that this is all, you know, this is just pretend. That's it. You know, indisputable, and I think it is interesting when you're talking about the guy, right, with the, the man's request, the fatherly advice is really a request for him to just engage in the fantasy, right? Very much like the statue, right? He said, look, just, you know, lower yourself a little bit and appease this woman, which, you know, this is only one of the two couples, and he's basically saying, look, your broad's acting up. She's She seems to be giving you a whole bunch of bullshit. All she really wants is for you to touch her. Just do it and she'll shut the hell up. Yeah. Which is not a very great vision, right? Like, what is this telling James, right? Like, oh, this is what I have to be to be happy? Is just, like, give in to this fantasy world that these women uh, apparently demand? Steven. I got to go after Brody because I actually listened to Brody. You guys are just thinking. I listened to Brody the I whole time. I've been listening done, the entire so time. I can say my. Listen, I'm going to say that now that Steven doesn't want to go, I'm just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree yeah. with Brody's assessment here. Okay. I don't think it boils down to a simple frustration with her fantasy. I think that he he is not because that what what you're assuming there is you're assuming that he's still occupying the role of like the analytical rational male and he's just annoyed with her bullshit, right? I think he has his own bullshit now that he's assumed this role, right? And men can be kind of feminine and petty like that, too. And that's what he's doing. Is he's like, well, what about the... Duh, 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 how do you want me to act? You know, you know that I still love you, even though I fell asleep. Like, this is all... Come on. Dude, when she hits him with the doze... Dude, that's, it was so, so bad. That was epic. Although, okay, joke's over. Steven, please say something. But I do want to talk about that. No, I, I basically agree. You're good. I agree. Oh, no. I think the way What I could add is basically non-existent. Okay. I think the, the way that she's she, looking at him... She's right, right about that, though. Or That's a good... I think that is a good... Uh, like, the cases they make and the, the two examples in question are a good, like, uh, thing to think about. Like, right, she's mad that he, on their 15th anniversary, got home and went to bed, Right. He she he didn't show sufficient like sacrifice and respect for the narrative of their marriage, and uh, you know, and he's saying, "Look, I was fucking tired, you know, I went to bed," and then hits her with the, you know, you were driving with our son in the back seat, you fucking fell asleep. Does that mean you stopped loving the kid? She says, "That's not the same thing," but she also says, "Well, I dozed, you slept," which I thought was actually so funny and kind of a woman roast, but, um. <laughs> I think she is right. But also there's a good mix of like both situations contain like a big amount of like this some type of like narrative fantasy reality and one that's very on the boots real. And just they both respectively care about one more than the other, but also look past the way in which they fail to res like respect the other's concern. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. No. 
Um, okay, go ahead. Well, I'm listen. I'm trying to appreciate this over. <laughs> I don't want us to get upset. Over We're not upset, dude. Talking. This wine is quirky. Can't we just? Um, no. I think the way that she was looking at him when they first sat down for dinner was awesome. She just like the expression on her face, how she was so excited to be like living out this dream of hers. I mean, that was epic. Second thing I wanted to say was um, with uh, the whole uh, the arguments over the um, you know she she dozed but he slept is like kind of kind of going off of what you were saying was they were each making a point but also like it was it wasn't the same they weren't making the same point like his. What he was doing, which is a very like classic thing to do, right? The big team. He's being ultra logical, being like, "Well, what about the time where like you did this?" You know what I mean? Yeah. Trying to call out the hypocrisy, but, which is like a classic impulse, right? But like she did kind of roast him by saying like, "Like that's not the same." But like, but I didn't you... have for I didn't have foreknowledge of me that I was going to get tired on this journey. Whereas, like, and he it, definitely did but, have uh, but would, but would you, hour Would you agree that, like, he is, like, what he is ultimately upset about while he's being petty, right, which I did address in the beginning, right, that he didn't handle it in an ultra-rational ultra way, but that he is ultimately mm. upset about, like, all of this, like, play pretend, all this RP. That's why he initiates it. No, 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 no. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. He initiates it. He initiates this whole thing by saying how mad he is that, oh, so I go into the restaurant and I ask for wine. And then no matter what they give me, I'm supposed to look up to the side and say, oh, this is wonderful and this is perfect. Right? This is, this is the RP that he's. Like and then this trend leads into his next thing. It's this like how are these things I don't, think I, nec- I don't think I necessarily agree with that. But but I will say that I definitely, while watching the film, I was hoping that it was RP because it was just so much fun to imagine that it was, um, like, um, um, what do they call it? Improv. It was a lot of fun to imagine it being improv on his part to start making up things that he's upset about in their marriage. Yeah. Like, try to try to take a wrecking ball to the fantasy, but. I think that it ended up like, you know, it's real. We, you know. It's both. Well, no, so I think I think Brody's right in that the RP that's going on, the the RP that's going on isn't the role of playing husband, which had already kind of been in de- like embarked on a little bit before that. Just they'd already basically after that cafe scene, there he's entering into husband wife role. Um, but but I but. I, I wanted that's not the point I'm trying to make, but Brody's correct in saying that there is a there's an explicit it's not really a an RP within an RP. It, it's just there is a he when he puts his when he concedes and puts his hand on her shoulder, he is immediately castrating himself and lowering himself in the way that Troy was saying to the bull, and he's lashing out at this entire dynamic that's going on. And as soon as he's inside, he regrets having done it because now he has to conform everything around him. He has been rendered completely castrated and impotent, and he's just he's just dealing with the consequence of the fact that he's not he is not able to actually embody the ideal for her, and he is going to lash out against that because he knows he's playing a role of something that he cannot be. So at the slightest thing like the wine, he will just lash out because he is primed. He's he he's not being himself. Mm-hmm. So true. Plus, the she only- hits him with the makeup, which is I think 
one, I was cringing so hard. I felt so sad for her yeah. for so many reasons. But also, yeah. it to him, I would it's just think... just a signifier is, for fantasy, her fantasy. Well, it's like, yes, yeah, yes, fantasy, yes, yes, and fantasy. it's like hugely insulting. Like, I think there's an implication that he won't pick up on this, maybe. Uh-huh. Like, she accuses him later, or not accuses him, but she says later that she thinks he didn't notice. But, like, thinking, yeah, like, like she realized, oh, he's going to give into my fantasy, time to really take advantage of him in that way well and also and also like reward the good behavior right which is just so frustrating. Yeah. it's like oh you did the thing now you get uh sexy time you know it's just like jesus christ yeah, sniz, it's sniz a clock yeah well <laughs> um i don't know the thing like i was i was kind of on board of that interpretation while watching the film but i think it might be interesting to think about these just being like two separate like there is some sort of a like an actual like metaphysical change or something like he isn't lashing out because he knows that he just gave in and now he's like being transformed into the husband like i think that it's i don't know it's just i think you're seems more seems more interesting to like think of it more implicitly no you're needlessly denying the opportunity to see it both ways no 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 no. i'm just no, no no i'm injecting the second way into the conversation because it oh yeah, like, no, yeah. It no, seems no. like at least the way that Brody and Steve were talking about it is like he is aware that they are not actually married, and now no, he's lashing no, at them. No, 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 because what I'm saying, when I'm saying, I'm like, saying like, when I'm no, saying, they're actually married. No, no, no. The whole, the whole, like, because whole, of this role that's been put on. But the whole RP of them even being married in the first place, like that's like serves as like the container, right? For, and then, but then what he's lashing out about is the RP of giving into her fantasy of what a happy marriage looks like right all of the nice cute couples who are just now married you know in the background right and then so then he's just he's angry he's like he's you know it's like now i gotta fucking deal with this dumb bitch i gotta fucking put her hand on her shoulder right and i get i get rewarded now like a good dog for when i when i comfort her and stuff and i gotta say you look so pretty today sweetheart and like he's like i'm tired of this shit like i just want to enact like things like i want to say the wine sucks that's what i want to say because it does it's quirky it's quirky. It was quirky, by the way. And I also... Well, no, wait, but I, I want to push back a little bit. That I don't think the, the RP is the container. I think the RP starts as a container, but definitely dissolves away. Like Yes, I yeah. Think I, Jacob is right. Like, they actually are married, and they actually are RPing. Yeah. Like, they're... Yes. You know, okay, I just want to... Yeah, when, yeah the, only, the only way in which RPs... The, the only important RP that's going on here is just the everydayness RP of being of being in a marriage. Yeah. Like, even yeah. if you're actually so married... Marriage is the real playing RP. playing the role of a husband. You're playing the role of a husband. You're an actor. So when you have to... Yeah. So, and, like, and then her fantasy is just this thing that you have to concede to at times. That's the only thing. So, and the way in which... The reason one would lean towards saying RP... Is because it's artificial to him. Even though they are, you can call them literally married. That's fine. They're literally married, but for his subjectivity, he is not equipped to deal with the marriage properly. We might say we've all been there, or like we've all had these moments. But I think his extreme reaction is ultimately like a hysterical bad husband moment. Like, and if that yeah. happened too many times, he's a shit husband. Even if like the marriage, like even if they are married. And they're fulfilling a normative roles of marriage, like he is not built for it based on that would, moment. Would you? So he, he's, he's, he's part of being different. in. Well, he's he's, he's built he different. Because being, yeah, because being in a marriage involves being able to castrate yourself 
gracefully and for of course her to endure endure some sort of similar reciprocal thing and for you to both have some sort of compromise but there's there's not uh you know he's he can't do that he can't do that well you know they are both skitzing in that restaurant she is hitting <laughs> she you know they're focused on him because it is his is more he's he's really seemingly... going against the grain of like masculine ideals well he right. a bit but he's on well he he his hysteria oh, no, his hysteria is more seemingly out of the blue right right the well, on the shoulder and things were going good now what's going on but she is also hitting maybe peak levels of schizo like really obsession with the the marriage in the in the courtyard like she is like now here's a controversial point here's a controversial take i'd like to present this is one of a few times, and this is not the most compelling time, I will say what the connection is, and then I'll cite the most compelling evidence. But am I wrong that she is being drawn in a sim- she The film is saying that she is similar to her child in, uh, in ways. Are we feeling this at least? So yeah. I, that she I feel is like a line. Is. She is. I feel like she. The, the analogy. I feel like the film is is saying that they have some type of similarities. The way they fight, the fact that they fight at all, the way in which her and her son interact on the phone and all this stuff, while the guy is like, you know, really above it and outside of it. Oh, that's kind of related to the whole conversation about, oh, children are so insightful philosophers. And she's like, He's a little I'm, fucking al- I'm fucking alone and my kid is ruining my life. Shut the hell up. Yeah. But, but anyway, I just feel like... Uh, She's so schizo childlike obsessed with this uh, this uh, marriage happening in the courtyard. But so am I am I the only one who's thinking the film is drawing a line between her and the boy? A line between I don't understand like because the the kid is like pretty adult, right? Not really. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I hate the kid. By the way, <laughs> I do too. Well, I, think I mean, the fries, burger too. In reflection, okay. in reflection, I'm much the more. The phone shit is annoying, but... but like he was roasting her. Well, his face, the, his phone, the, his whole energy his is extremely agitating. Really? I, I was like, he's face. literally about, he's literally me. <laughs> Plus his performance. No, no, the, his performance is not very good, so I wanted him off the screen. But, well, well, even the I thought first he was scene, awesome, you, for the record. Uh, you're, you're set up to be a little bit annoyed with him because, like, of yeah. course you I thought you were set up to be on his side. Well, no, no, him, I mean, you are only when you realize that, like, she is a... She has a level of hysteria. She has she has an issue. Okay, She's and crying. as soon as that's introduced, which is pretty early, but but when they're at that when they're at that fucking art bullshit. Yeah, he's this fucking the fucking kid just bugging this you know bugging her. We assume it's his mom, and we're like, what? Like, stop, just chill out. You know, I mean, it's just kind of yeah. annoying, and yeah. you're on her side because you're trying to identify. You need to find him annoying so that her arguments as to when when she finds him twerp like feels more sincere and true if he was only based in chill and normal and well taken care of adult vibes like that would the problem with that is like well then she's just giga hysteria the kid's not even bad but like by having him be like a normally annoying kid like a normally needy kid but that's the thing is like because he's just a normal kid like it doesn't even it doesn't even register as annoying it's just like okay he's a kid well, I'm not actually annoyed, but I am thinking this kid is annoying. Also, yeah. just quick craft yeah. comment. It does, the film, I, I was really excited in the beginning about just how good the whole opening sequence was. And also the way that the kids' activities were so successful in 
inhibiting my ability to pay attention to what I wanted to pay attention to. Yes, yes. James's speech. James's speech, yeah. And yes. his volume never changes. It's not like we are actually withheld any access to what he's saying, but everything is timed and positioned so well that yeah. I find myself like, wait, what? I mean, what? You know, I'm, yes. I'm getting yeah, maybe, frustrated. Maybe I had the opposite <laughs> experience because I didn't pay attention to the kid at all. I was 100%. <laughs> like, what I, I like, went. That's not a, I'm not, that's not a joke. Like, I didn't. Like I don't, I can't even tell you what happened with the kid in there. I was just like, Troy, what's he saying? Troy's gonna love this. I went and I, uh, I was I. So I was getting distracted by the child, right? right? <laughs> and then right I back. went and I was like, man, I gotta rewind to see what he's saying. And then I thought to myself, no, the film, the film knows I'm the film. The knows, film let's yeah, go. I, the film knows what it's doing. I, I'm supposed I. I can't focus on everything at once, right? That's the point, right? I'm just gonna, so I'm awesome. just gonna keep going here, you know. Yeah, so awesome, and yeah, the kid is just basically crying like a little baby about how he's so hungry, and then they go and get a burger. Stupid. Yeah, and he's annoying. He's annoying about the burger. Did you get a burger with cheese, fries? Is it double? I honestly, I didn't find it annoying at all. That's cr- that's crazy. It's over for it's you. Over I for thought him. I thought he. <laughs> he's obviously okay, so he's just like we're not. Shut we're not mind. feeling any kind of strong. Like, did you get burger? Implication on the film's behalf <laughs> that there is some similarity between this this woman and her or I'm a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with it. I would agree with a child, child like fan, child like fan, child like right. It's women and children, men, right? Become beasts in marriage, right? It's. I speak my language. My family speaks theirs. Yeah, the, my yeah, the, women, the my women, the, the, the women, the women, the thing I children. generate and protect and create. And all yeah, stuff. yeah. No, I'm with that for sure. The uh, fuck, I got a different thing to say. Uh, the listen, it can't be too much. I'm just saying, it can't be too much. Juliet hate. She's got points. Yeah, she has some. Points. This guy does suck. Well, I think I think the I thought she was awesome. I think the the ending is um uh was pretty good. Right, because I think it's sort of it's. I wish I wish I remember the specific lines more exactly, aside from the way that I felt, but it felt as though it was trending or an investigating successful marriage via, uh, like compromise, right? Yeah, she because she's, she's like, if only we could tolerate each other's weaknesses, we could really do this, right? And, not and then grow so, old alone, right? And then so he then begins to like feel as though like, okay, I will engage in the fact that you want to feel as though you know we're in a like a happy-go-lucky, you know, love all the time, beautiful marriage thing, you know, and uh, you know, you, is this your description of him in the? Like this is what's internally happening as he looks at himself in the mirror. That's what you're describing. That's how I. That's yeah. Yes. Okay. But so you're saying this is the ending. You're yes, the, the very ending. ending, right? Like, or, like him looking himself in the mirror. You're saying this is what's going on. In kind of, but also just like just the 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 line of if we can tolerate each other's weaknesses, right? You know, he, like he says no, and he's like he's like you're and then but yes, then he's but he's like he's like but you're even more beautiful. Like he does that whole sort of thing. Right. Yeah, he's nice. You know, he's being nice, right? And it's, and then, like at the end, he's like, "Okay, but I have a train to catch at nine. You know, she's like, "Yeah." Damn. She says, "Please, right? If we can look, if we can be more tolerant of each other's weaknesses, we can grow old together. Please stay. Let's do this thing." Yeah. And he says, "No." That is true. He does say no. 
And then he goes and looks at himself in the mirror. Although he has, it seems like he has quite a bit of trouble actually making eye contact with himself. But, and he's clearly thinking about something, but then he leaves and we don't know. Yeah. Also, another ending with bells. Can we address that? Although I watched the extended cut. Wait, did you guys watch the director's cut or the theatrical release? I, I watched the director's cut and he goes back in there and has sex with her. It's a 20 minute full. <laughs> she is. She's 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 doing a number on me in that scene with Sean the Bed. I started to think, dang. Yeah, she's bad. Yeah. Some people say, you know, Juliet, her character, you know, we're talking bad about her. What are you talking about, bad? I want to have sex with her. That's true. <laughs> I'm a I'm a I'm a Benoche fan. I love Benoche, but in this film, she rarely ever was attractive to me. The when she was yeah. taking off her shoes, I was feeling I was feeling yeah. negative. <laughs> the, feet, the feet were kind of. No, the, I, the dog, I was not attracted to her. What? I was not attracted to her. Well, hold on, hold on. The French when her when she's speaking French, I mean, come on. Okay, like the what French a, ain't bad. No, no. I the only time I actually was aroused by her was. In the end, when she starts really putting it on thick with the guy in bed, yeah, because how she's that's laying down, like, right, she lays is... herself out as if she's like in a painting, like she's a she's in well, some yeah. sort of and she's doing a, a Renaissance fantasy, yeah, yeah. Well, Venus, yeah, yeah, she's doing a you know Venus, and she's doing you know she's doing a good job yeah. is all I'm saying. She, no, she's no, very no. venereal. I think okay, this podcast is now about what movie is she hottest in, and <laughs> I think it's Code Unknown. It's a. Uh, it, uh, I don't remember watching Code Unknown, but I know I've Code Unknown is so good. I don't think she's hot as known, but she is. She's she's what about what about uh, three? What about what she's about? She's not hot in Three Colors Blue. What about she's grief not? Grief is not sex. What, grief what is a, not sexy. What, girl what about life? The unbearable lightness of being. I haven't seen that. Doesn't Julie, doesn't Three Colors Blue have a sex scene with her? Yeah, where she's having sex in the box. You mean he's having sex in her box? I'll tell, yeah. I'll tell you what. I when I was watching this, I was feeling both very inspired and also very depressed. I was inspired beca- at first because I was like thinking to myself, "This is a very dialogue-heavy movie with not that many, you know, places. It just exists within mostly two people. You know, this is a very makeable movie, right? It's very good. This is this is something that you know." one could make without too much of a like thinking about budget and stuff i could never make this and then i got really depressed and i thought to myself dude i could never write something like this in my entire fucking life i could never i could never fucking make this (laughs) like obviously (laughs) i I thought you literally a five-year-old could write this movie (laughs) i I thought you i thought you were gonna say this movie i i no one knows how uh this movie was insanely inspiring and depressing for me because I'm single and barely have any experience with relationships, and I'm gonna end up being exactly this guy. Mm. But I'm gonna I'm gonna have a pill to swallow. Of course, I'm kidding. So like, so fake. Just... I'm the guy. This film no, is insanely no. inspiring, but I'm the one who's married, and now I'm just finding out that I'm fucked forever. <laughs> no, he's That's married. He's married for 15 years and fucking hates his life. That's me. Mm. Yeah. So you can avoid I, being I, this guy. Yeah, you can avoid being this guy. So, but but obviously, the, so it's funny that that you thought of me because as I'm watching it, my 
I was literally, not just in like, a, oh my God, I'm literally him. I was looking at him, I'm like, wait, I kind of, maybe I even look like this Yeah, guy. you look like him. Are my mannerisms, you like, I was like, are my mannerisms like this guy? No, well, no, no, I'm not I saying like, like I look like this guy, but more like yeah, yeah. there is, there is, uh, there is, yeah, there yeah. is something here. Yeah. I, disagree I just want to clarify, the only, the only way in which I actually was thinking about you was in the beginning when it's like, he's super cool cucumber and like very uh right like in charge socially and she is trying to like take him on a little trip and amuse him yeah get him and in the car they're in the kind car of continually the car. yeah in the car and then they go to the place right before the switch yeah. and as it goes on i think he's becoming i just imagine him being like this is so like whereas i think if i were taken on that i'd be more amused Still in like an observational sense, like, oh, this, this interesting, crazy lady is walking me around and blah, 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 blah. But he doesn't even seem to be amused at that level. Like he, he seems so like, oh, you know, I, I, I probably shouldn't have done this. This is not a good use of my time. That's what made me think of Steven. Yes, I agree. <laughs> That's what it's making me like think that, of me though. too. Steven's like I, that. No, Steven, <laughs> Steven, Steven is, let's talk about Steven. Let's, Steven. <laughs> I don't, I don't. Steven I, has I just a very. Think that you guys are completely off the reservation with this take. No, I, I think so. Steven places far too low a price on memories. So and is willing to sacrifice little. This is the 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 way the biggest disparity between <laughs> Steven, Steven and I, Steven and I on like a social level, right? As I I have been coined down guy, right? Yeah, Stephen. No, this is Stephen right. has, yeah, Stephen yeah, has yeah. been coined not down guy, right? Yeah. So I will frequently find in the myself. I've kind of, I've kind of, in, in the past, I've, I've you've, radically you've, overcome. You have overcome right, this. I just want to lay down yeah, the yeah, law, right? right? But, but it's, it's I am way more like predisposed if I'm being walked around like, oh, what? Fuck it. Yeah, this is whatever, dude. No, but this, this guy like, is and, but down. But I won't. Hold on, hold on. You guys missed hold on, this hold guy on. is down. Motherfucker, hold on. <laughs> right? Is that, is that, is that, I, if I would have gotten swifted away into this thing, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been thinking to myself, like, man, I shouldn't even be here. I'm just here. Bro, I'm just you, here bro, for the experience. Probably would have fallen in love. I instantly probably would have fallen in love. Honest, honest to God, hand to, hand, hand to God. Maybe not instantly, but but I could have so I, fast. Right? So oh, fast. Chill, okay, chill out. <laughs> so fast. Chill out, dude. Chill out, dude. In the car. In, in, no, you'd, you'd show up at the at the at the sculpt, you know, the antique shop. You'd be like, damn, this shit's based. And then you in love. It's yeah, over. Maybe. No, over. No, uh, whatever, dude. Dude. So, but uh, anyway, this chick is crazy. But 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 yeah. But well, hold on. But that is actually an important distinction, right? Is Stephen will like in, like be in social situation? He's like, nah. I don't really. I don't fuck with this. I don't like this. So I want to do something. <laughs> I want to go somewhere else. This is and I right. He's like. He's much more. Yeah, but I'm not like a fat downer. No, you're not a fat downer. <laughs> I, don't want, I, don't... I don't want the listeners to be He's like respectful. Like, like, like I'm at a party. I'm yes. just like a downer. Yes, dicking up the yes. whole party. Yes, I want. I, yeah, I want to lay out Stephen in social situations. Everybody loves him there. Okay, and everybody appreciates oh, thank him. God. And oh, and thank God. in fact, We're he in fact, in fact, in fact, he in fact he frequently in fact he frequently is the the star of the party. Okay. So that that being said, Stephen is the most likely to put himself out there and say this shit is whack. I'd rather be home out of out of <laughs> anybody else I know, right? But yeah, he, yeah Stephen and or, 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 or will he will give off that 
feeling of here I am, I will do the thing. And it appears it'll be a little bit of begrudging, but he's here to have a good time and do his best. And he's here and he's not going to make it a big thing, but, and he's going to try to have a good time, but he doesn't really, he doesn't exactly want to be here. He was kind of wants to be at home uh, reading or something. Steven does a great job at not, I don't, I don't agree that he appears in any way begrudging. I think Steven is great at servicing people and their needs and desires. I do think he's Which good. Which is I why Steven is I the most good. liked. Steven is easily the most liked person in this uh, larger group. <laughs> easily. The most liked? Well, I don't know about most intensely liked. You know, because I have my fanatics. Yeah. But, yeah. But, but people broadly, Steven makes them feel good. Steven knows how to make a, make a person feel good. That's true. Steven will make you feel really feel good. good. And then and then fucking and then absolutely shut them down later. He said, see ya, time to go yeah. home. Yeah. And then and then yeah, pull we, an Irish exit. And yeah, Irish we exit. don't talk about how he makes us feel bad. <laughs> yeah. He will he's like, I'm I it has been I've done my duty, I've fulfilled it. Time to leave. So anyway, James, this James character, he's kind of like a cross between Robert Downey Jr. and Jordan Peterson. <laughs> yes, is, that like physically, is... physically or like both temperamentally, physically, both physically and mentally. I couldn't stop looking at his thinning hair <laughs> and 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 feeling and feeling bad. No, I he's got a good head. His thinning hair, said, "Damn, he's lucky. He looks great." Yeah, he's I like, was thinking, he's I, like I was thinking it was like Norwood three good. max with <laughs> what six years. What's old? the? He's winning. What's the eyes? The negative canter or what is it? Yeah, ne- negative yeah. cantle tilt. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, he's not—he's not even the Norwood scale, dude. He's on the—he's uh, like—he's—he just has diffuse thinning, but I couldn't stop looking diffuse at it. Diffuse thinning is well. Here's the deal: oh, so you have to do—you have to do kind of a translation, right? Because the Norwood scale—the Norwood uh, scale really only covers just your basic um, MPD or sorry, MPB, mm-hmm. male pattern baldness, right? BPD, but <laughs> your BPD, <laughs> but you can also have diffuse thinning. Right, which is a whole other beast. And I think he only has the few things. But I think there's some, but yeah, but there's some, you can equate the two, I think. When- Listen, someone, someone, okay, we, I think we've, we've done it, we haven't done anything nearing exhaustive, but. No. In the interest of time, checking off the gender box, now can, can we take it to the art and copying and authenticity and the aura of originality? And then can we finally uh, take that to the max in like uh, the film itself as object? Yeah. So we can. Uh, I don't know if I'm prepared you know. for that. Can we do like two more minutes of like? No, this? I'm prepared. I'm prepared. Well, someone, someone said so true. Someone said that he's a copy of or like I don't know the the copy stuff seems like way harder to get into, but I want to quickly note that I think the film believes in the aura and various special properties of originality. And also, no, that's about as far as I can take it. You're saying that there's a kind of a kind of alchemical process. I think there there is an alchemical there is an alchemical hermeneutical process. The 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 hermeneutics of the hermeneutics of alchemical. I mean, this is this this is a clearly they've been doing this this is cybernetically gnostic film. Gnostic cybernetics when you evaluate. The hermeneutics of um, 
Well, it's, it's not normativity. It's the uh, the other one, the one where you believe that there's one substance or whatever. Unit monism. Unitary. No, no, no. It's supposed Moni- to mon- Monism. No, not monism. Not one substance, but that everything is <laughs> nominalism. Is that what it is? Pantheism. Or no, it's uh, all one substance. I, I, I don't. Hearing. I don't think. I don't. Well, so what do you mean by one thing? Nominalism is a thing. I don't like think one, it's all one thing. Are we all of the, hermi- the, no, the alchemical hermeneutics of nominalism exemplified by the Gnostic? Uh, uh yeah. oh, I uh, actually yeah. had an idea somewhere in there. I, I was referring to nominalism, but I don't remember what it means. Hermeneutics, um, chemical. I don't know. I don't know. The doctrine that universals or general ideas are mere names without any corresponding reality. I don't know if I would say that the uh, the film uh, was it like what is would you say about originality? Well, just like there's there's this the question like the little debate between like is there actually something special about the original thing right like the original is of is (coughs) not just the way it is but rather is. Well, is uh, is the they, original more aesthetically valuable? Yeah. Than so the so I got I got some. I'm gonna I'm gonna. So I believe that the film ultimately states that the there is no difference for as long as you believe it, right? Like whatever is the perception of the Just eye of the beholder. Right. The and like that's that's the whole thing is is also between like, you know, when you transform the Coca-Cola to the to the museum, right? Now things have changed, right? So as long as the copy is now being presented as real, right? But the thing is is that it also the film also takes a like it does I still do think it loves the copy that uh, fuck how do i say this it still does love the copy as it as the copy because when i think of that that copy of the thing in the in the other museum when he's when they're trying to discuss it and they're translating remember that one you know but then that now that they've re- that the culture the people have realized that it's a copy the the narrative has completely changed and it the fascination of it is the fact that it is a copy right yeah because it's a cool story because right, now it's a cool story right but the i, I don't know I don't know. Fuck. Help me. <laughs> well, it's worth it's worth it's worth noting that film, as a newer medium, is one of the only mediums. Well, I was gonna say that has is is always a copy. It's, yeah, but well, it's not. There it's, is it, a. It, I mean, it's weird to say it's a film a copy. out there. No, yeah. Well, I, I don't think it's right to say. I think it's you. You were on the right train to say that it's a, right a, a, a unique form of art where there isn't like a clear cut original. Instead, there is only the copy. But there, there isn't is just only, the, only copy. the copy. There's only the original, I think. I think there's only the film itself. Yeah, like, there's, there's only the film. Other than, you know, there's different cuts or whatever, but that's bullshit. Yeah. But uh, but those are different, completely different. But I think I think the question is, I mean, so I don't really get what the question is because there's there's obvious, obviously there's a radical difference between the original and the copy, say, in a painting. There's yeah. a, just an yeah. insanely huge difference. Like, so massive i don't even understand how there could be any sort of question about it now the thing is that the 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 thing is just that the the original sorry i'm looking at the webcam (laughs) and i'm seeing myself i think uh that the original um yeah i mean i really derail that let him go let him cook let him cook go steven i'm trying to think fuck that the uh 
like I think one of the primary qualities that an original has is even in the case of per, like we talk about the perception is mattering, the eye of the beholder. Okay, so say I think even this, I don't know if they mentioned in this film, but I do think there's a story about the uh, Mona Lisa as having been stolen, and so for like a period of time there was a copy put up that was like shown yeah. as the original, and then at some point it was like so. But in my mind, the radical importance of the originality is that it has two things. The copy is also very unique. The copy has the possibility of being uncovered as not being the original. This is important. Mm -hmm. Originality is itself a quality, and it comes with it a certain level of affect that isn't just reducible to like... um, isn't just reducible to like, I don't know, what it looks like or whatever. Like, it clearly has to do with the level of creation, you know, that it is a generated thing and it has its unique identity. But then the original also has this interesting property of being able to have been made into copies. This is also like a, of a property that it has that the copy shares, but doesn't like, it's not the same. Like the, the original has the quality of being able to be made into like an infinite number of copies. The copies only can exist within a world where the copies already exist so they only can be copied and these qualities while they're not very clear in terms of um at any given moment when we're spectating it or something like that you might just be looking at the image and just be in awe or whatever i think when we come to find out that something was not the original where we thought it was the reason we all have an intuitive affective response is because of these underlying like properties that are important these underlying properties that are qualities only an original can have by virtue of being an original mm-hmm. literally literally a a qualia born out of its like born out of a non-material thing yeah like it, it's yeah. just a, it's just a property of it um by the definition of originality by by the emergence of originality as being a possible concept this is like it that spawns the potential for other qualities and things like mm-hmm. that all right. Um, yeah, I think, so yeah, everything Stephen you were saying was, um, I agree with, and it's interesting. Um, I guess maybe, let's see if I, if I fully understand what you're saying. Were you saying that, like, the value of an original is that it possesses this quality, like, it's, um, it is... Its importance comes from the fact that people would even seek to make copies of it, right? Because they ascribe this sort of significance to it that, like, this is something worthy of being imitated. You know what I mean? And that's where the that's where the importance comes from. Um, and then this whole concept of originality. I don't know, because we can kind of if you if you if you give it the genealogical treatment and you go back to okay but what was the first piece of art you know what i mean and like what is that um because you could play this game like in the movie there aren't there aren't any like strong i don't think there's any they don't really address this question strongly in the film i think Efferfig did it better of like this whole idea this whole question of like original copy etc um like none of the dialogue in the film was like strongly addressing these arguments but like rather they chose to show it it seems like but uh it just sort of for me invites one to question like like if you were to give 
all of this, uh, if you were to trace it back to the beginning, like, there's no, it's not, in the movie they're saying that, like, even the, even the artwork is a copy because it's involved in this whole process of, like, making art, and then you have the subject that you're trying to And the people itself are reproductions. You know, and I think you got to go all the way back to the beginning of representation or, like, the part of this issue. And that's where I'm going to bring in my boy Troy. Because <laughs> so, he knows. Quick comment. Just a quick, I want to quickly say, I think 100% F for Fake and this movie are scraping similar topics. But F for Fake is not about copies. It's about frauds and fakes. Sure. They are, they're, they're, they're what's in question in F for Fake is well, I'm saying that they actually address origin. that film. They're addressing the topic directly. Whereas this, yeah, in this yeah, film, yeah, they're yeah. kind of obliquely addressing it. And they're well, using I, the idea to really power for, the narrative. Well, for sure. Yeah. I just want to quickly say, the film does explicitly bring to mind genealogy in that it's commented in the opening scene that the word, like, creativity or something, I forget what the word was, or original. The word original, original is origin, linked to the birth. source for birth and stuff like this. Yeah. So I, I think it's fair to think of the genealogy of creativity yeah. or of some work of art. And then, But it, it's, you know, it's, hopefully I don't derail here. And I have so many ideas in my head. I'm afraid. I'm afraid about how I'm gonna go about talking about this. Uh, he goes in and he is explaining how when uh, Al, Julie Pinoche, and her son were looking at the um, the sculpture, and he, she told him that this isn't a replica, and he would look at it in absolute awe, as if he was seeing like the real thing, right? And that's the whole perception thing, right? Um, and then also oh my god i'm failing um that he goes and he calls the love that uh julie pinoche's sister has uh and she calls her the original and yeah, also her husband or no the husband, the husband is the sorry original. the husband is the original and also the the fantasy of the love and the sort of role play of that is in is like trending towards some sort of what is also kind of like a copy and I'm trying so hard to connect these things and they're but the like true like originalness is like something that he considers to be like dumb and simple. Oh, dude, I can't do it. It's it's too much. It's too hot keep in my going, room. Keep going. We're it's, all it's, 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 <laughs> I'm literally sweating so much. The um, keep going. But then it ah uh, uh, and so the what if? But then what if, uh, fuck. no. I'm, no, I, 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 I got it. I can't, I can't do I'm, it. It's, it's too much. I'm too simple. I, I'm the original. I, I might know. I might know what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> Copies. Role playing. They do the role playing is right. He want he role playing as her husband, not just literally as not being her husband, but even if he was her husband, he's playing the role of husband. But her sister's husband is legit he doesn't need to play the role maybe is what you're saying like he's actually just being himself yeah and but i was trying to wrap this up thing. into like the idea of like like 
the like the core of originality and the fact like what what might be this film or maybe some sort of take about like the because I, I do believe like what they're what everybody's engaging in is like the fantasy and like through the fantasy right they're just pretending just much like how the kid is pretending that the the or engaging the fantasy that the sculpture is real right but like there's it's it's ultimately like falls completely flat it's it's it lays short you know especially in the terms of the marriage you know or maybe it only maybe it only lays short to those who recognize that it's a copy or something because he's only mad because he even just yeah. he, he he's just yeah. he recognizes the fact that this yeah. is all like play pretend yeah. but then if he so, didn't then he would be fine well, so yeah, so if, I think that's mentioned basically at the start of the film uh, in, when they're in the car, uh, or maybe earlier. But first off, two things. One, he says that statues are dangerous because they're copies. Copies are dangerous. But then he also gets in the uh, car, and at some point, uh, you know, Benoche is talking about uh, her, is it her sister or her friend? I forget. I think the, it's her sister. But sister, and then their whole relationship where it's like, this is the good relationship, right? Where it's like, ma, 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 Marcel, you know, the stutter or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the stutter is is good because it makes it like a genuine love. Um, and he literally remarks in the car. He says some some line like, uh, "Well, that's good because you know that's that sounds like a good, simple, and pure thing." Like they, she believes it when they're talking about jewelry. Mm-hmm. You know, because her sister is able to, or a friend, I forget. I, are you sure it's not her friend? But maybe this is different. But uh, her sister is able to believe that the copies are just as good as the original. You know, yeah, like that's what her friend's able to. And he says, well, that's that's good. Like, I envy that. That's simple and pure and good. And then he takes her book and writes uh, a special note that Juliette Binoche is like, what the fuck? Now she's never going to give up that idea that the copy yeah, is saying, like, you're right. Or you're, yeah. But it, yeah, yeah. He's get, he, he, so so he, he acknowledges that to be able to find copies to be like the original is a, a good, is like impressive or good or something like that. And that he's not able to do that. He cannot do that. Mm-hmm. So for him, he has to artificially create things. You know, there is a distinction between copy and original to him to a fault. There is. It's also this way for Juliette Binoche. Uh, she's upset because um, uh, I'm trying to think. The I feel like the whole film. She wants. She also wants this divide between fantasy and well, we say fantasy as maybe copy or like the idea of marriage as being the copy you know the tradition of marriage Mm -hmm. or something but the fantasy we'll call it fantasy for now fantasy of marriage as a copy versus like actual love or whatever i don't know as being the the original if we compare these two things she also operates i think within this divide implicitly he does too they both operate as if these are two categorically different things um and i think that there is the movie posits that if one can somehow not considers these as separate things is at least a more like equable uh life where you're going to be led into some sort of um well use another word equipoise or some sort of like just nirvana like uh like a a better not like not retarded but like a non-thinking non-consideration good state you know Mm -hmm. um if you don't see this as a radical distinction uh, but both of them do, and they can't avoid it. And I think that the movie might be also saying the same thing about art largely. Maybe not. Maybe this cues anybody to say something. I don't know. 
Maybe this. Would, maybe just. Yeah. I like. I like the idea that this, like the that you're saying, um, marriage, like just marriage is a copy of love, but also, uh, like as a role one plays that is distinct from you know maybe what one ought to do. But I do have the feeling, like something like you know he has the feeling like marriage is a role I can't play. Uh, but he thinks in the world is perhaps like all the men around him are perhaps suckers for it. Or no, not suckers. Sorry. He envies all these men who seem to be able to play the role naturally. Yeah. yeah. But he cannot. Right. Uh, rather there's, there's a conflict between the role of marriage role of husband and, uh, his, his true desires right. and feelings. But right. I think he fails to. Right. Uh, I think he fails to appreciate that it is that way for men. Like I think that oh, is, like broadly, what is being said. Right. So yeah. Like broadly speaking, broadly is that way. Yeah. Yes. I do. All this. Yeah. I all this lowering is. and burden yeah. of beast. Like what he's failing to. What he's failing to appreciate is, it's not well. In some ways, he appreciates it because he's saying being simple isn't so simple, and like you know, he yeah. seems to appreciate right. that there's right. actually nothing simple about what he's doing. But uh, but I. Yeah. I think he's he's failing to appreciate that. No, this is what it's like for men but, or something. But I don't know. I don't know. I think that a lot of people, and I think that there are different, like the the talk of the the, uh, the Coke bottle, or whatever, is very important because there's the Coke bottle, the Warhol, whatever. Mm -hmm. But the um, there's just this idea that the movie, the move, both the movie and just uh, as we talk about it, like we do see marriage as necessitating a level of playing into the copy of love okay like the marriage is a copy or something like that or like one has yeah. to do it or like that's just the role that everyone has to be in um but that he is occupying a position where he is super self-aware like i i don't think that he's being un i don't think he's being uncharitable about the way that this is how all marriages act i think he like first off first off i Maybe you guys recall moments. Maybe I don't recall them well enough. But does he ever mention, like, what what is the rest of, like, who the fuck would want to marry this Juliet Binoche bitch? This bitch is a little too much. She is crazy. Too fast. Too, well, she's also too many mother. problems. Single mother. But, like, not only is she a single mother, the way she's going about introducing him to her role as motherhood, you know, it's like... It's all so awful. Like, there's no, there's no green light to marry this woman other than, I guess, she's, like, she's pretty, like, smart. She's, like, eloquent at times. So that's good. But, like, this, like, he, he doesn't have to be in a position where he is rejecting marriage altogether to be rejecting Juliet Binoche's fantasy of marriage. Because, like, he, does, like, he wouldn't want to, he hasn't committed to other women. It's true. But, like, that doesn't mean he wants, like, he can have some sort of. He can right. He can have some sort of mediation throughout this whole process of understand of appreciating, you know, coming to under, like using Juliet as a means of coming to understand, like in all these other couples that he's interacted with as a as a revelation for him, but that he doesn't, you know, this doesn't mean. All I'm saying is that I think he's actually grown significantly by the end, and his view on love has at least been altered, if not ra if not a radical turnaround or something like that. Copies and marriage and stuff. But that this doesn't mean just like this does not mean that he would marry Julie. There's no reason you would ever. This marriage is horrible. Mm -hmm. Marrying her is not an option. 
Well, he's already married to her and has been for 15 years. Sorry, bud. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, which I th- honestly he's, is probably he's a got a train to catch of like feeling at every moment, or maybe feeling like, uh, like feeling this divorce between love and marriage, and looking at your partner and being like, why, why would I love you or something? Yeah, like this thing about like this kind of courtship. And at the same time, having already been married, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, there's like, well, they, why yeah, they skip. Like, why would he want to marry her yeah. as the stranger from the beginning? Yeah, they're, but they're he just... already has been for fifteen years. But um, or something like that. But uh, I, I, I this think you're really right that they both the acknowledge the distinction between love and yeah. marriage to a degree. But yeah. I think that she marries them a lot, and like in the end, is like. You know, take me, have sex with me, be my husband, like yeah. love me. But I think she wants fantasy. She she doesn't want yeah. like she wants she, yeah, she she just wants that copy and she knows it's a copy, but she wants it. She's gonna live it. She's willing to dive in head first for it. But she I think she understands that there's a difference between the two. Whereas I think the the properly synthesized couple, old couple or whatever they don't like even though he's giving a tip he says something like hey i don't know what's going on you know but you put your arm around her she's gonna like perk up you know it'll be better even though he's got like this this advice seems very um worldly and not not necessarily like love oriented or something like that i think it can only come about from like an implicit dedication to like a a like a a cleavage of the two you know versus oh wait yeah yeah it's an it's an explicit Thing, like there's a difference and and i think the no right that's what you're saying right no you're saying cleavage is separate the advice reverse cleavage no no i'm saying i'm saying old people they are wise Stupid. but they have also properly synthesized into their roles as roles that they, they understand that the whole world is a stage and they're just actors in it Okay. Yeah, yeah. There isn't a there isn't a separation. Yeah. Whereas Julia Binoche, who's wants to dive into the, she thinks she knows she's that the whole world's a stage, but no, she she doesn't she doesn't know that. She just wants to like get into the the stage. Like she just wants to act. Like she doesn't even acknowledge this. She whole wants to be the meta character. commentary of the whole world, the stage. Yeah, yeah. She just wants to start acting. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And yeah. he only and he only knows that the stage. Well, he knows both. I mean, they both like. She knows both. She has this uh, delineation of the two. He does as well, but of course he only he only sees the stage, and then there's a performance being put on the stage. But he doesn't think of he can't in, intuitively see himself as as like actor in the world. You know, an actor. Yeah, well, I'm not an actor. And a, and a, I'm, yeah, I'm, and a support support like for this is also the viewer, yeah. a support for this is also the woman in the coffee shop. Right? She's also a very synthesized, you know, acknowledgement of her being an actor. Right? Like that's why like she i think she makes makes she makes she makes a claim like you know like she you're that's the benefit of being married is to be you to say that you're married you know that you're make you a married now you're now married that's awesome right Right. it's just that's it and like and like that just being it she also she also had a lot of uh like he seems good enough vibes you know even stated something like a, a mistress which so it was just pretty crazy i want to say i want to end with one last thing which is that it reminded me of High Fidelity. That's it. <laughs> I don't know. High Fidelity. Oh, High Fidelity. The, Daft Punk the, song? Uh, yeah. the movie. I know. I know High Fidelity. The film. Um, 
the the um but i think i think you're right to point out the the cafe and the, the old woman talking to her i think maybe i briefly outlined it i don't know if it was a comprehensive argument i don't know if you guys were on the same page but do you do, i think we should hone in just on the juliet benoche does she also sees them as separate you know mm-hmm. and um like hone in on how she does because it's very clear that he does see them as separate the whole as an acting and stage like these are separate categories or something like that versus um the properly synthesized old people they they get that they are actors and they're playing in it they're playing it you know whole world's a stage and they're actors in it okay they get it she i think also doesn't properly understand that I think she is herself, even though she wants to start acting, she doesn't get some higher level thing. He also doesn't get that it's all one, that the whole world's decision we're yes. in it. But, but I think the Juliet Binoche case is more interesting because why, why, like, why is it that she doesn't uh, understand? Because it seems like she just wants to start acting, so that means she acknowledges that the whole world's you know, stage and she wants to start acting in it. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. I, I think the idea would be that like she like knowing knowing or thinking that you're an actor on knowing you're an actor on the stage doesn't make you a better actor on the stage and she is she has an intuitive feel for acting like she's ready to act she wants to act and also in some sense intuitively if we're supposing that it's not explicit for her understands that whether you like it or not we are actors on a stage and I want a better role right like I want mm. to be the married woman being single mom fucking sucks. I also, you know? I also think, and he, I think he, I think he similarly fails. I think he's kind of failing to realize that he is. I feel like he probably feels to himself maybe like, I'm not, I'm not an actor on a stage. I'm an observer, but thinks that that's a possibility. Whereas mm-hmm. like maybe failing to appreciate that one is forced. Like you are acting a certain mm-hmm. way. You are an actor on a stage. You're, you're playing the role of some guy who thinks he's actually watching the play or something. Yeah, and I also mm-hmm. at, at risk of. Uh, I could be at risk of being very wrong here. The um, I do think that she actually does. So she wants to start acting, and she's very cognizant. But I actually think that is, in fact, the other side of the coin of um, of uh, the guy's problem, which is hypercognizance of the fact that this is, um, you know, play acting. Because, and my evidence for this is during once again bringing it back to the sculpture scene. She's at, she goes says, watch here watch me support my argument for what this represents, and she asks the lady and she says you know what do you think and then her initial response is it is good because it is uh, just made out of one uh, piece of object and it's been chiseled right and she just starts like naming simple qualities about it right there seems it's kind of just sees it for more, power of a man right yeah she sees it from that's not to your point exactly but, but she sees it for more of what it is kind of right mm-hmm. and while mm-hmm. she is more she's thinking of it more in terms of like the representation and all that right and like why do you like and like we like to go into france france or italy because it's you know it's, there's art everywhere isn't this awesome like you know it's it's open it, air open air music yeah so it's like mm-hmm. right i do think that it is in fact they they share the same problem that is being represented in like different ways um where she wants to act so bad and also, you know, we don't, I don't know if we ever caught any glimpse of what exactly happened to the father of the son, you know, um, but he's right there. His name's James. Uh, presumably like 
that didn't some something happened. I, I mean, we could we could even say that he just he just upped and bounced, right? He died of he died of guilt. Well, I think, <laughs> I mean, he probably did have a train. A he probably he probably legit just just left. You know, he had a play, he had a train to a catch. Sequel, and this is a sequel to um, the stomach of an artist or whatever the fuck that was. Called. The belly of an architect. Belly, belly of an architect. architect. Stomach of an artist. So anyway, so in her marriage, like she just wanted to to act and then when it's when it all fell apart you know she didn't get to act anymore and she didn't get to over time have an appropriate synthesis while her husband never wanted to act in the first place ah i'm acting ah i'm gonna I, act i i think i think uh i forget if it was Brody or Troy who said this but just that uh this whole like asking for another role that's like that like that very she's being is... forced to play the role of single mother yeah, and so, but what's what's crazy is that when you ask for a different role, you're like, you're doing it in a conscious way such that you're circumventing being an actor, if we continue the analogy. You know, like, if you were, say, in, if you're, like, method acting or whatever, okay? And yeah, you, yeah, and you were, like, yeah, you started like, I, character. I, yeah, yeah, you break character, you can't do that. But what, all this, analog- taking the analogy this far, the only, the only thing I'm trying to illustrate is that this, this cognizance of acting this is too separated this is too aware of what's going on i mean it makes sense given her situation to want to do this and that she has to take like conscious steps or something but that this is not what any of these couples we've seen doing stuff the old couple maybe they did at one point we don't know we don't know their history but they seem to be properly just within a role and content with it they're not vying for different roles you know she because they have a good they like their role right well sure but to some extent this is like a tragedy i mean this film really is kind of just a fucking tragedy it's very little Mm -hmm. a good like like it's very much like a tragedy film yeah and i think ultimately she they're like the tragedy of like single motherhood in general or something like that is you you are put into a position where you would have to actively you have to like become an active pursuer of a different role or else you're going to be locked into that role forever and yeah this this is not what a functioning couple is of course maybe the single mother could one day become a functioning couple if she's if, if things pan out correctly she meets she the right person act up. But, well, just, you know, but, like, if things happen correctly, right? If you don't try and go for this guy, James, who clearly doesn't want it, you know? Yeah. Like, like there's a world where maybe they could end up as a couple. But, uh, but like, when, when you're not in a, like, you be, once you've been, I mean, you just break it this way. Once you've been divorced or, like, you have your heart broken even, okay? When you have some radical disenfranchisement that happens, now love has to become a conscious thing. And this radically changed, like it has to become a copy, not the original. And th- I think that might be like kind of in line with the commentary they're trying to make with the whole copy and original. But that it just radically changes how you're going to interact with anyone and how you treat relationships. It's and it and it can never be, it can likely never be the same again, mm-hmm. unless there's like a spark or some radical glimpse of the you know Lacanian real, some moment where like some crazy thing happens and you fall yeah. in love actually you're not going to get there by just playing the role we're all the wor- whole world's a stage and we're all actors in it but that doesn't fucking mean that we all know that we're actors in it all the time and we're vying for different roles and it's we're all in a play troupe and we've got it, no that that that's like it has that's like part of your being mm-hmm. that's not it can't be something that you're like 
constantly cognizant of and expect it for, expect for the insight to hold as true mm-hmm. or something like that mm-hmm. life is after all a walking shadow a poor player who struts and struts and frets his hour upon the stage and then is heard no more so i can true we got to wrap this up i got to go true okay i'm going i'm going bowling bowling at 7 p.m. That's at right, ten, baby. At 10 p.m.? Bowling on a Saturday at 7 p.m.? How'd you swing that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so true. Uh, right, sorry, I don't mean to shut it down, but I, yeah, I got it. It's okay. Bowling That's green. That's fine. All right, our shit sucked, bro. Our, our insight sucked. I think, I'm going to listen to this again. I love listening to our podcast. I, I think this is how bad they pod. Oh, really? I, I don't care. I thought, it's not I, as I funny. Thought it was epic. I thought, I I thought th- it was actually really good. I thought this one's scrappable. Dude, holy yeah, I thought, this, I thought this one. You're was literally low, insane. Low you guys are out of your mind. Yeah, we had such a strong start. We came out of the gate hot. I blew it. I'm gonna, Look, I'm gonna listen back way, to this and cringe Brody, so hard. Brody, it. Brody, it's okay. Brody. Like, Brody, I'm excited I thought, to have it. No I thought you were really I'm always, I'm always excited to have the podcast to listen to them just to hear our voices. I love, oh, man. I, love, I, listen, I, I think, I, I, I think I this is strong. Brody, it's all right. Sometimes I should have wrote an first. Sometimes you just have a bad pod. Okay? <laughs> Such a strong opening. I can't believe you guys don't feel good about this. I'm okay. in agreement. I think this was an awesome. Uh, let's let's start with Troy's Steven. score first. No, no, no. That's not how it works. Okay. Steven's score first. Steven's score is 3.9. Brody's score is also 3.9. I am sad that Steven stole it for, from me. But I yeah. Could have had Troy go first. Yeah. Could have had Troy go first. But yeah, three three point nine. Even Troy though yeah. I, I'll I'll put a little extra to it, which is even though, uh, you know, I really really liked it, and um, the the there's a few things that make it a three point nine, which is it didn't like affect me super personally, you know. Like sometimes I just like when I'm watching like for example like Strenectiki New York, I'm just, dude, I'm fucking. I feel like yeah, I'm gorilla. Yeah, I'm just you know, but. This is this is a very, uh, I think it's like an interesting thing, film. But like, I'm not like, man, you gotta fucking see this shit. It's just like this is this is very good, kind of kind of deal. So yeah, three point nine for Brody. Juliet Pinoche seduces my mind with this eviscerating and totally captivating romantic vignette. Okay. Again, returning to the Pinoche question, her feet, her calves, they're looking pretty good in this film. I gotta say that I was, you know, I'm buying tickets. I'm buying tickets to the gun show. All right? The guns, <laughs> the, gun, the guns being her feet. Um, Jesus. In addition, I enjoyed the themes. I liked the character any sort of talk about art and you know oh originality representation fucking you know i'm here for it furthermore i think (laughs) french is a beautiful language i enjoyed listening to people speak french and it actually had me thinking you know i have to return to my roots here so and i gotta pick up the french grammar books my ancestors so fucking true and then an addendum to that is same thing with Italian. Mi Bianchi, Mi Ami, blah, 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 blah. It's like, okay, I'm here. I'm here for it. 
um, ultimately, love is a lie, and um, you so know, women are crazy. It, it's a tragedy that we have to commune with each other as <laughs> sexes. Um, so really, really, men do. should be out in the fields with their boys, picking berries and bodybuilding, and women. <laughs> <laughs> And women, they should be doing whatever the hell they think is and, interesting. And never the two shall meet. And they should only meet on a full moon in the middle of the night to copulate, and that's it. <laughs> um, anyway, I've been pretty long-winded here. I'm going to rate it a 4.4. Whoa! Right. I must watch. All right, if you, if you guys will permit me some crazy license here. I wrote down a few uh, notes like for a my motorcycle license. My... <laughs> All right, here I've got some written. The cloud, with its cold, damp skin, has embraced the sky tightly. The leafless orchard is alone, day and night, with his pure and sad silence. Its lyre is the rain, and his song the wind. Its garment is of nudity cloak, and if another garment it must wear, let it wharf and woof be woven by golden ray. They can grow or not grow, wherever they want or don't. There is neither a gardener nor a passerby. The depressed orchard expects no spring. If his eye sheds no warm luster, and on his face no leaf of smile grows, who says the leafless orchard is not beautiful? It relates the tale of fruits, once reaching to heavens, now lying in the cold coffin of earth. The leafless orchard laughs in tearful blood, eternal, Mounted on his wild yellow stallion, roams Autumn, the king of seasons. This movie was pretty tight, but I gotta, I gotta take Brody's side on this one. Uh, I found it tremendously interesting, and you know, I was on the edge of giving it a four because of how creatively inspiring I found it to be. But I must admit that no matter how interesting. I was not gorilla gripped and uh you know that counts for something so I'm giving it a 3.9 it's Ooh. I want to say it's absolutely amazing and so so fruitful and so I found it quite personally affecting and relatable but I I just felt the whole time very much too much maybe like I don't know, just like an observer watching, you know, I I, I just wasn't, uh, you know, so like psychically brought in, which maybe is nice, you know, it gives you a lot of distance and uh, respect, but Hanukkah does that and I'm still Gorilla Gripped, so 3.9. A lot of 3.9s across the board. Oh my God, oh my God, Jacob. oh my God, did I just win? <laughs> Jacob, come Jacob. to the stage. <laughs> oh my God. We have your award. We... Oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> Long time in coming, but I'm glad that you finally won a pod. Your, yes. your, reward, your reward is one can of whoop ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh... I hope I hope I can. We're uh, back, baby! Hope, Best uh, pod ever. Can... And is it a coincidence that someone isn't on it? Uh, John not here to trip us <laughs> up. I missed John. I missed John. John. John was John was dearly missed. John was very much dearly missed. Um, what do you mean? I'm right here. Yeah. You know, uh, I think this film. Uh, Troy. What uh, do you mean? 
Well, hold on. That, that's not exactly fair. Well, hold on. <laughs> well, hold on. Hold on. I, I actually think... All right, I want to see right, someone guys. do his laugh. All right, guys. <laughs> you wait, wait. Can anyone, can anyone do a John laugh? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's hard. What does he do? You try it. What does he do? He's like... <laughs> no. Like no, no. It's, yes, no, it is. I think... Dude, fuck you guys. <laughs> you do it, Steven. You just run, Steven. This, I you just run this whole bit. I can't do it. I, he, Steven, he, no, it. So, sometimes he does just like an exit, like... <laughs> no. No, it's it's just... He does like... He starts with like a... It is kind then, of like, uh-huh, uh You guys can't listen. No, no. Yeah, it is. No, I'm impersonating him. He kind of goes... I know that he starts with an exhale. Does he? We'll pull out a clip. Yeah. I'll pull up a clip and right. fucking... Next pod, because there's no way... Look, John might be on the pod, but he's certainly not a fan of it, so he's not going to hear this. So next pod, on an inside joke with us and our millions of viewers, but not John, we will ask him to laugh. Okay. And we can really examine it. All right. <laughs> man, thanks for listening, if you listen. We yeah, love dude, you guys, I can, man. I can, We're getting lots of viewers. I can't believe if, if anybody made it through this one. You know, almost 900k on one vid. My grandma listens to every er, almost episode. No way. And she told me she wanted me she wanted me to say on the pod actually. This is fake. No. This is fake. What she want you to say? What she want you? No, it's fake. Bro. It's <laughs> Damn, it. come on. Damn it. I right, well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. End it. Bye bye. Bye. Fuck this shit.